ladies. Welcome back to the Woman Podcast. My name is Katie Bezet, and I'm your host. And today we are talking about the topic of grief. And before we get started, I wanted to do just a brief little introduction. Um, one of my close friends approached me recently and just asked if we could do an episode about the topic of grief, especially as we approach the holidays, because I'm sure that you know the holidays can be just particularly difficult um, when you've lost someone close to you. So we have three women with us today who have each walked through a time of grieving and losing someone very close to them. And they're going to share their story with you and just the main thing that they feel like God has taught them through a really difficult season. The Bible tells us that we are overcomers by the blood of the Lamb, Jesus, and by the word of our testimony. And basically what that means is that the testimony of what God has done in our life or in someone else's life helps us to overcome what we are currently walking through. So today I am believing that the testimony of these women will bring life to you. You know, grieving is the process that God uses to bring us to a place of wholeness. So if you need wholeness or healing, I really believe that these stories are going to be encouraging to you. And if you have a close friend or family member who is walking through grief, then maybe this episode will help you know how to encourage them. I'm not going to introduce these ladies um, like I normally do. I'm just going to let them introduce themselves as they tell their story. Each of them have been at New Life Church for many years. They love Jesus with all of their heart, and they have spent much of their life following him and leading others to follow him. So get ready. This is going to be a good one. started and first up we are going to hear from our good friend Ellen Hutchinson. Ellen would you introduce yourself? Yeah um, hey ladies I'm Ellen. Hey, uh, my husband hey. Rick and I have been at the church for many years. We met here and got married and um, we are currently at the West Little Rock campus mm-hmm. serving there loving it. Um, glad to be here today. Yeah thanks we, for being yeah, here. Sure yeah um, Happy to share our story. Yes. Um, I'll just, I could talk about it for hours, I think, but I Please won't. Please do. <laughs> no. <laughs> I won't. Yeah. So just share, I guess if you would just share with the women um, your story and what, what you've walked through this season sure. and, or I guess it's not this season, but it's it's been a season. Yeah. It has been a season, girl. So yeah. Just share with us. Yeah. Well, I, we, my husband and I went through um, just a strange season that lasted really for a couple of years. Honestly, I feel like finally kind of released from it over the last few months. I feel mm-hmm. like we're kind of moving into the next space. But um, so it kind of started after my first, uh, our first child was born, mm-hmm. our little Roe. So um, he really is. Um, <laughs> after he was born, I, I, well, I kind of felt a lot of anxiety during my pregnancy. Had never really felt that before. So mm-hmm. I was kind of in a strange head space. And then when he was born, I really suffered from postpartum depression, mm-hmm. which... Lots of women suffer from. Yeah, I did not recognize sure. it as that at the time. But so, again, I was just kind of in this really weird headspace. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were just in the, one of those times where, I guess just the older you get, just things just kept happening. Like, mm-hmm. it was like everywhere we turned, it was like, oh, let down. That didn't go how you thought it was going to. Wow. Everything just felt really difficult. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of was just in this weird place of, really battling a spirit of disappointment um, and kind of just always waiting, like, what's going to be next? Here mm-hmm. comes the next thing. And, yeah. you know, the Lord really started walking me through that, and I felt like I was kind of towards the end of it, um, just accepting that even if those things did happen, I was going to stay faithful. The Lord certainly was going to stay faithful. And yeah. um, and so I kind of felt like, all right, we're wrapping that up. And then my dad passed away really unexpectedly um he had just turned 56 and wow we had no idea yeah Yeah. we had no idea that he was sick and then Mm -hmm. in a week he was gone oh my gosh and so it was like the ultimate test at that point of like Mm -hmm. I said even if these things happen Mm -hmm. you know I'm gonna stay faithful and Mm -hmm. that sounds really pretty but um yeah (laughs) 
you know, you know, got pretty ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, he was, he was just a really, really great dad. And so yeah. it was just really shocking. Um, the grief was strong for all of us really. Sure. Um, and so it kind of, it kind of brought me right back into that battle of this disappointment. Yeah. Of just like, Oh, what's going to be next. And mm-hmm. then the following year we had a miscarriage, like a second trimester miscarriage, which was really mm-hmm. difficult. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, people talk to me about, I got to share about that at woman conference mm-hmm. right before, right when my dad got sick and they'll say, you know, man, that really spoke to me. And I'm able to tell them, I have to tell myself that again every day. Mm-hmm. Sure. I'm still there. It's not something that I'm like, Oh, I don't even worry about that anymore. Every day I have to mm-hmm. tell myself, Ellen, even if that happens, look how faithful God has been. Look mm-hmm. at where I've come. And so I think looking back over the last couple of years, there's a lot that I could say, but I think, Really, the main thing mm-hmm. that I take away from it is um, understanding in grief, I'm a human. Mm-hmm. Okay. And allowing myself to truly grieve and to feel mm-hmm. what I felt. Mm-hmm. And that took me a while, about a year of therapy. I can't can't recommend therapy enough, especially if you're in a season of grief. I think everybody should do it. My yes. friends and family are like, okay, enough. I'm like, you yeah. should probably be in therapy, no, yeah. which is not like a thing you say to people. But I and just, I had such a great experience with yes. it, and it really That's brought me to this point. Totally and agree. So I think about being just a human and experiencing human things, and there's kind of like this weird stigma in the church of like, oh, well, if you're feeling these emotions, then I guess you're just not really experiencing the peace of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I just really rebuke that because right. I just yeah. know yeah, girl, that peace comes alongside our human emotions. And um, the Lord really highlighted this to me when I was reading in the Gospels and realized this in Luke that Jesus was in the garden the night that he was um, arrested and he asked the Lord, you know, take this suffering from me. He was, he was Mm -hmm. afraid and he was grieving. And the word says that an angel appeared and strengthened him. Mm -hmm. And then the very next sentence is when he was sweating blood. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, okay, if Jesus himself, who was fully God yet fully man Mm -hmm. was strengthened by an angel and yet still felt fear or grief or pain in his physical body that I can let myself off the hook too. So it doesn't mean, you know, if you're afraid or sad or angry that it, that the Lord hasn't strengthened you, Mm -hmm. you can feel peace in the midst of it. You know, my therapist said, write down 50 emotions on a page and recognize that as a human, you can feel all those at the same time. Mm -hmm. And some of them can be contradicting, you know, Mm -hmm. But that's the wow. beauty of having the spirit living in you, mm-hmm. your human body. It's like I can feel different emotions at the same time, and one of those is always going to be the peace of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so it's really just remembering that, letting myself off the hook mm-hmm. to say, yes, I am angry today, that's or yes, I am confused today. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean, oh, I guess I've lost my faith. It's just yeah. saying, yeah. I'm not going to be able to stop those things from happening. So when they happen, I'm going to invite the Lord in and I'm going to say, God, I'm angry today. Mm-hmm. Commune yeah. with me here. Yeah. Where are you in this? And I'm going to say, I feel scared today that I'm waiting for what's coming around the corner. Mm-hmm. And I know that mm-hmm. even if my worst fears happen, I know you're still good. I know that your plans are good for me, but I'm still scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where are you in this? You know, and he, every single time shows up. And so I just think I would just want to encourage people that are grieving to to say you're a human. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You don't have to let those things run the show. Mm-hmm. If you feel so sad that you just like can't bring yourself to get out of bed that day, that doesn't have to be your life. I'm not saying every single day you're going to do that, but I'm saying it's okay that day if you just think, I just, it's too much for me today. Mm-hmm, yeah. But invite the Lord in and ask him, Lord, am I missing something? Where are you in this? Can you just sit with me in this? Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. that was that was definitely the biggest thing that I took from it. Wow. That's good. That's awesome. That's so good. Man. So how long, you guys lost your dad last 2018. 2018. Two years ago. And then one full year later. Yeah, almost a year later. Yeah. We had our miscarriage. And um, mm-hmm. I was 14 weeks, and so we, uh, I deliver her. Mm-hmm. And um, we named her Victory. 
Mm. just to remind the enemy yes. that he's under our feet and that Amen. even in those times of despair and confusion and mm-hmm. anger, I live in a place of victory mm-hmm. and I'm thankful for heaven. When you go through grief, heaven becomes a real place, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. oh, it's God. a real, a real place. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's given me a lot of hope knowing that, um, this isn't the end and that That's eternity right. is a lot longer than That's the time, so the, you know, the time I have my dad, which felt very short. Um, eternity will be much longer. Mm-hmm. And with yeah. the 14 weeks I had with my daughter, eternity will be a lot longer. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Was there ever a point where you felt like you, because, you know, one of the things you just talked about was like you're human and you can exist with all these emotions and you can be angry and then you can be sad and then mm-hmm. you can be this. But was there ever a point, because I'm just thinking about me personally, just applying this to my own soul. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I don't really even know what I'm feeling. Yeah. Like yeah. was there ever a point where you were like, I'm just not right, but I have no clue why. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. then what do you do? Yeah. yeah. I think there were times where I felt numb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Times where I didn't, I couldn't have articulated how I felt. And you know, probably didn't ever figure out what that was that day mm-hmm. you know it just kind of was this is how I feel today mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just feel yucky today mm-hmm. it's probably something to do with all this that's going on mm-hmm. I'm just going to abide today that's all I can do I'll listen to worship music mm-hmm. I'll just leave yeah. it on all day mm-hmm. and that was just kind of one of those times where it was just I just needed the Holy Spirit to be with me and I don't have any words to say and I don't know what to pray but Holy Spirit just sit with me in this today yeah, yeah. that's so good Thank you. Yeah. So many things I can relate. I'm sure we all can relate. And I think going off of that, when you're feeling those emotions, just letting your significant other know. I think that was the biggest thing because I'm not a person to open up. Um, And so when you're talking about that, I was just like, just letting someone know, like, this is what you're feeling so they can be there for you in any way. It's really good. Um, Yeah. And understand that that's that's the mood that you're in for today, and yes. obviously they're walking through that, but they might not be in that same situation that day. Yeah, and right. I don't think I was great at that with my husband. Um, you kind of expect people to like read your mind, mm-hmm. and God bless him, he loves me so well. But how could he? I didn't even know what I was feeling a lot of the time, like right. you said. So it was something that I had to learn how to articulate and realize that for certain people in your life, it's okay to feel like. It's a lot. It was hard for me to feel like, oh, I'm a burden. I don't want to be that girl that's always sad. It's always Mm -hmm. talking about, you know, losing her dad. It's like I had to be okay that there were a few people in my life who I was just brutally honest with. And 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 my husband had obviously had to be one of those people. So that was something I had to learn. Mm -hmm. That's so good, Courtney. Thank you for saying that. Okay, so Courtney is the one that you just heard sharing yes <laughs> Courtney Berry so um Courtney would you introduce yourself and then you can absolutely share a little bit of your story and what God's been teaching you yeah so I am from originally from Illinois I moved here and met my husband at New Life and we were both serving um in Elevation and I remember those days <laughs> yeah, those were the good days you were in my life group <laughs> yeah. um so I met him here we got married we now live in Greenbrier um and loving every every minute of it but um so we we also have an interesting couple years um when we originally wanted to start trying to have a child, I was told it could take years just with our situation. And then I got a second opinion. They're like, nope, you're fine. Um, 2018, we had a miscarriage. Um, we were eight weeks. And so um, kind of walked through that. And it was a weird situation. Didn't really know how to walk through it mm-hmm. and definitely didn't do it with much grace, <laughs> I would say. But um we got pregnant again with our Tatum, and um, yeah, so we were pregnant in February, and everything was great. I honestly looked at my husband and was like, I love being pregnant. I know why people are we surrogates. <laughs> like, absolutely <laughs> yeah. loved it. Um, didn't have any complications, and then Monday morning, I was 38 and a half weeks, and I woke up, and I just felt like something was off, and so... I called my doctor and she wasn't in and I decided to just come in and see a different provider that day. Um, 
And what's crazy is I was leaving work and I was driving there and all I could think of, if if not, he's still good. Mm. And I called my husband hysterical because of just all the emotions that come in that situation. And I was like, it's okay. You don't have to come. Um, I'm sure everything's fine. And so they um, got me on ultrasound and there was no heartbeat, Mm. Um, which is obviously not the words you were expecting or wanting. And so um, just from that moment on, just every second after that, it's just almost felt like the world was just moving and going on and I was just standstill. Um, And so we had great providers and we walked through that and we gave birth to her and um, unfortunately we never got any answers. Um, She was healthy. We're both healthy did multiple tests. Um, but throughout that, I think one of the biggest things we learned and, um, decided to do is like, you can sit there and you can let God take the situation and make you better. Or you can take the situation on in your own hands and be bitter about it. Mm -hmm. And my husband and I just really decided that we needed to lean into the Lord more than ever. Mm -hmm. And, have him make us better and it truly it's just like Ellen was saying earlier like you feel all these emotions but you feel peace throughout the mm-hmm. entire thing um and obviously it was hard and it was a choice every day because you can easily be bitter about a lot of things mm-hmm. um but we chose to lo- to have the Lord just work in with us um just our relationship with him just grew significant significantly um my husband and I's relationship was just grew so much throughout that. And that all the good that came out of that tragedy is just something that we decide to, to reap on. Um, and we're, and we still, we still see it all the time. My mom called me the other day to let me know that her rep at her doctor's office is asking questions because she got to tell Tatum's story. And so, wow. I just, That's so it's cool. just things like that, mm-hmm. that we can be like, okay, God is using this tragedy. Our tragedy is a win for him. And that's yeah. something that we have just learned to, to walk through and, and it's not been pretty every day. And it's definitely hard, um, especially not getting answers, but mm-hmm. we, we know his promises are going to be fulfilled and we are seeing the fruit of that come, come into our lives now. And so, it's been it's been interesting and yeah. it's definitely um, a learning process for sure. Yeah. But and so yeah. you and are so pregnant. I now. am pregnant. Oh my yeah. word! Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah. Congratulations! You're so cute Thank and you. tiny. I feel like you <laughs> carry so I'm small. Seriously, don't let the outfits deceive you. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but yes, we are pregnant. Uh, Twenty weeks pregnant. Yesterday, yes, with our little boy. And so just like I was saying, um, just seeing the fruit from his promises be fulfilled, um, I was offered a job at my OB's office. And so Tate and I's number one thing when we wanted to start trying again was praying for peace throughout that pregnancy because we knew it wasn't going to be easy. Um, And we knew it was going to be difficult. And so working there has just brought us so much peace just knowing I have them to help me at any second. Mm -hmm. Um, Wow. But, yeah. That's a really cool blessing. That is a cool blessing. It's been awesome to just see come to light. But What would you say? I know we never got an answer for Mm -hmm. a miscarriage. I had a friend who just had a miscarriage. No answer. Mm -hmm. What would you say to people? Because, I mean, so many women, three out of the four Mm -hmm. of us have had a miscarriage. Yeah. Yeah. And so... um, I think that can be really difficult for people who go, what happened? Or how can I, in my own strength, keep this from happening again? Mm -hmm. And it's like, how were you able to just kind of release that? Yeah. Um, That's a good question. So I think the biggest thing that I looked at was, yes, I I want an answer. And still to this day, I still, there's days where I'm just like, can I just have a little bit of something yeah. like mm-hmm. a little bit of reasoning? But like I said, seeing friends faith grow and seeing people come to know the Lord, I feel like that's my answer. So good. Um, just knowing that she is reaching so many people and she, she's not hurting. She's mm-hmm. and 
she's not living in the world that we're currently living in. Um, but I mean, and it's still hard. I mean, I think in any situation when you have a miscarriage or a stillborn or any, um, thing along the line when you're pregnant as women we take that on big time right and we feel the guilt because I could replay the day the day before like did I walk too much did I not move enough like all this kind of stuff through our head but um you just have I mean I just have to remind myself that I did what I could do and this is just the Lord's plan that's right so I think it's really neat because God obviously trusted you with this story because he knew that you would give him glory through it. And I think for moms of miscarriage, it's you just don't really know what to do with it because you've got all this mm-hmm. love and now you don't know where to put it. And it was very real. You know, yeah. I mean, that's your child. And But what's cool is the way that right now you are mothering Tatum like this. Like yeah. your mothering of her looks different mm-hmm. than the way that we thought it would but like you're very much carrying her legacy and this is what mothering her looks like for you Mm -hmm. and I just praise God that he would trust you with that story and that pain to know that you would hand it to him and say do what you want with this yeah Mm. well thank you that's so good Ellen it's definitely been it's not been easy but I like we have been able to walk through this because of our community and the prayers and just how the Lord has been by our side the entire time. Um, and just inviting him in and having that, like I said, I mean, we could have easily been bitter and Mm -hmm. bitter towards a lot of people as well. So, um, it's just a choice that we decided to make and he has used that big time. So awesome. Awesome. Um, in our last episode that we did with Cindy Stockdale and Abby Ictor, just kind of talked around similar to this subject, but just like how we all walk through things in life, um, things that are unexplained, things that we don't see coming. And one of the things that Cindy said that I thought was so good is that it, it walking through a hard time takes our faith from being abstract and our knowledge of God being abstract. Mm -hmm. And it literally forces us to walk it, walk our faith out. And it's mm-hmm. like That's what right. I thought I knew about God. Now I'm like literally seeing it play yes. out yeah. in my day to day life. Yeah. He is reality now yep. in a way that I've heard he can be. Mm-hmm. He really is. And it's like, you know, just it sucks that it takes that sometimes, yeah. but it's like, thank you, God, that somehow I'm closer to you now that I mm-hmm. see you more clearly that when somebody walks through this, I can turn around and go, yeah, it sucks, but you're going to see God more. You're going to, you know. Okay. Courtney, thank you so much for sharing yeah, your story. Courtney, for sure. That was yeah. so good. Thanks for um, having proud me. Of proud of your strength and your trust in God. Yeah. Okay. So our third voice here that you've been hearing is Jamie Walker. And um, thank you, Katie, so much for allowing me to come today. And to be with you guys. Hey ladies, um, I'm Jamie Walker and I am 45 years old. I've been married for 26 years to my wonderful husband, Rodney. We have two amazing boys, one who is 24 and happily married now. And we have a 20 year old who is perfect. He's in heaven. And he has made, he has been made whole, and he yeah. is perfect. I say Nick mm. is perfect, but he's not as perfect as his brother. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, my story is a little bit different from these girls. Uh, we lost Drake eight years ago, eight years, two months, and ten days ago. And he was 12 years old. Um, Drake was, he was the life of our house. He was so funny and full of life. And he was a Christian. He asked the Lord into his heart when he was eight years old. And he was just awesome. He attended New Life Church as a child and 
grew to know and love the Lord. And um, we have been members of the church for, I want to say, 15 years now. So it's been a long time. Um, Let's see. Where do I start? September 1st, 2012, Drake was 12 years old, and the remnants of Hurricane Isaac were coming through Conway, Arkansas. And it was a year, really, of, it was was like a drought. I mean, we even had a city ordinance where we had to not use water to water our yard, and it was like really a big drought. Well, my boys grew up playing outside. They never were inside. They just loved being outside. They were full-on boys, which I loved, and mm-hmm. I enjoyed watching them. Stay. I was a stay-at-home mom, and I just made sure that um, they were always outside doing what they loved to do. Mm-hmm. And on September 1st, Drake had a friend over, and it was raining, and... He and his friend wanted to play outside. It had not rained all summer, it seemed mm-hmm. like. And and so I said, absolutely, you know, you guys, I, Rodney and I both were there, and we were both like, okay, y'all stay right here, you know, stay in the front yard and don't, don't go in the backyard. We lived on a golf course here in Conway, and our backyard bedded up to the golf course, and we didn't have a fence around our yard. No one over there does really mainly and so we were just like yeah absolutely play outside and so I I went and checked on them they were where they were supposed to be and I I ran to get my phone so that I could take a picture of them because they were just having a ball and that's the last time I saw Drake and Drake was just smiling he and his friend were having a ball and I got distracted because as I I am ADD and I got sidetracked and thought I'm just going to go ahead and get dressed and ready for because we had a Razorback game to go to. I'm going to go ahead and change my shirt to my Razorback shirt and everything, which was not important, but at the time it seemed important. Right. <laughs> so um, I heard a really loud thunder. Like the loudest thunder I've ever heard in my life. And I thought, hmm, I need to check on the boys. So I went back to where I just saw them like five minutes ago. And they weren't there. So I was like, hmm, wonder if they disobeyed. And they're in the backyard. <laughs> Which would have been just like Drake. Um, because he wasn't perfect. Um, but he was awesome. So went. I went outside. It was pouring down rain, and I, I couldn't find him. I couldn't find he or his friend. So Rodney comes out of um, his, he was changing too, and he comes out, and he was like, hey, um, where are the boys? And I said, I, I can't find them. And anyway, long story short, without going through all the details, we ended up having to have a search and rescue come and find Drake. Oh my gosh. Um, his friend comes and he says, yeah, the last time I saw him, he was right here in the ditch and his his flip-flop had had gotten off of his foot and he was chasing after his flip-flop, but I haven't seen him since. And I said, hmm, okay, this is just really strange. Well, as quick as the storm came, it was gone and it dried up like I don't even know how to describe it to you guys without just saying it was just like a miracle of how completely clear the skies were and how everything dried up within I can't even my timing on that Mm -hmm. day is just Mm -hmm. weird it's kind of blocked and but as like I said as quickly as the storm came it left and everything dried up and so I told my neighbor my neighbor told my other neighbor um, I called my friend who is really high up in the authority of the police and I was like hey you're not gonna believe you know or I had some I actually had someone else call him and 
he had helicopters flying around. He had, oh like, mm-hmm. it was a full-on rescue for Drake. And we got calls that Drake had been seen over in the park across from the high school. We got calls that he was uh, in various places of the uh, uh, city. Mm-hmm. But we, so we were on our way at this one particular um lead that we had gotten that he was at the park and I was like I, I just can't believe he would be at the how did you know how did that happen and as we were on the way there my hopes I was like I just someone has stolen my baby and they had kidnapped him and dropped him off there or something you know my mm-hmm. everything's mm-hmm. going through your mind but I was so thankful you know that he had been found and and then we hadn't even gotten really out of the neighborhood to find out that that was not Drake and and so early on in the rescue, I was just praying and asking God. I stripped off one of my top shirt, and I was like, I- I'm going to get down in these ditches. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to do, he's here. You know, I'm going to find him. And Rodney had gone off on the golf cart, and he had gotten on his four-wheeler, and all the people in the neighborhood were looking for him. But I just kind of felt like he was right there behind our house for some reason just I was praying mm-hmm. and just asking God to lead me to him and God would you please help us and this is my main prayer was like God would you please help us to find him before the sun sets mm-hmm. and God said I he will I will I will help you find him before the sun sets and I felt him say that to me well we did find him and God is faithful to answer that prayer But he was found in a pond on the golf course. He had fallen. And he had hit his head, apparently. And he had been taken through the manholes and the ditches and streams. And he had floated to a pond on the golf course. Underground, without anyone around him, and lifeless when they found him, and there was no resuscitating him, and we were told, you know, the the search and rescue team came, the coroner came immediately and said, "Your son has been found." We need to know immediately whether you want to embalm him or do you want him cremated? Oh in the world. And so I went from seeing my son full of life, enjoying exactly what he loves to do, to this question. And to, to say that I was just in complete shock, and Rodney was completely in shock, and Nick and all of everyone who had been searching for him, who just had all the trust in the world that he would come home Mm -hmm. just safe, that it was just gone within. I mean, it was a two-hour rescue, but... It just felt like a few minutes that he was gone. Mm. And and then on the other hand, it felt like forever that he was gone. Right. You know, and I don't know if you girls have ever lost your child or your niece or nephew or even your yeah. mom or anybody in a yeah. store. But you're like, this is scary to me. Yeah. You know, just to lose them around a rack or something. It's like mm-hmm. somebody could have gotten them. Yes, 30 seconds feels like yeah. five minutes. Yeah, and... <laughs> So it, it did. It seemed like a lifetime, but then it, and then it didn't, because I thought I just saw him, you know. Yeah. So it was a really hard, hard loss for us, and of course, um, Drake was just—he was just different, you know. Uh, I love him so much. I know that I know where he is, mm-hmm. 
and it makes heaven all the more sweet. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I believe that, you know, I long for heaven so much more than I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I look forward to the day when I'm reunited with my son. And I, I just know that there's a peace. There was a peace that came even that moment when uh, and I told this when I shared at woman conference and a few other events that I've shared at but when they when the rescue team came and told me we found Drake Mm -hmm. I but he he didn't make it um I stopped and I said God you know you told me that you would help me to find him before it, before dark, you know, because that would have been even worse. I feel like not knowing yes. that even if he had passed away, yeah. going throughout the night yeah. and yeah. how awful that night was anyway, but to not know yeah. mm-hmm. uh, is just the worst, I feel like. And so um, I was talking to the Lord in my foyer and I just really was talking to him and out loud and saying, God, but you, I prayed that you would help me to find him before. And I had felt you, I felt you say to me, I will. But what I failed to understand and what he made me realize in that moment is Jamie, I promised you that I would help you find him before dark. It may not be the result that you are looking for, but you don't have to go throughout the night, not knowing where your child is. Mm -hmm. And so for that, he was faithful to answer that prayer. And I am so very thankful because that would have been just horrible for my entire family and for the whole neighborhood. And, you know, loss is not just about us moms. It really isn't. Mm -hmm. And when we can think outside of all of the people whose lives were touched by the mirror thought of uh, of you girls having a baby and the all of the hopes and dreams that they were already forming in their minds for this child mm-hmm. that maybe never saw this earth but that it affects loss just affects so many people and I got to see that with my eyes with my own eyes at Drake's funeral but I've seen it since then and that so often I think moms are the main priority or we're the main ones who are thought of and everything. Mm-hmm. And what I want to encourage us as moms to do today and and forever is to is to look beyond ourselves and to realize like our moms are hurting for us. Our mm-hmm. husbands especially are hurting our, their brothers and sisters and the aunts mm-hmm. and uncles because it's just it's beyond us it, it has a it affects everyone who knows us because they love yeah. us they love right. our children yeah and so that's my story and a lot of time people a lot of times people have told me it gets easier mm-hmm. as time goes mm-hmm. on and I begrudgingly don't like that phrase because for me, I do feel like God is faithful and He allows us to build on the strength for today on the strength that we had yesterday. And the strength that we had yesterday was built on the strength that we had the day before. And so, yes, if they want to say it gets easier they, whoever they are, yes. um, the people who say things, the people who say <laughs> things, the grace that we have to give. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they mean it in really great intentions yeah. that yeah. it gets easier. But honestly, if I were really being honest, it gets harder. But God's strength 
gets so much stronger mm-hmm. for the, that day. Mm-hmm. So he meets us where we are for that day. That's good. And whatever strength you need today, he's going to provide. And so the strength that I needed on September 1st, 2012, is not the same strength that I mm-hmm. need today. Right. Not necessarily easier today, but it's a different strength than I need today. Yeah. So it's just different. It's yeah. not. That makes sense. It, it doesn't get easier. It just, God is so faithful in mm-hmm. providing strength for today. And that is in scripture that I just really wanted to uh, point out today is that verse is Matthew six thirty four. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And just knowing that God, God does not require us. He only asks, uh, he doesn't require us to think about tomorrow or to have strength enough for tomorrow because the strength that I need today is not enough strength for tomorrow or Mm -hmm. it's not the same strength, but he's going to meet us there. And so he only asks us to just do today, just do today. And if we can think about that throughout the holidays and as we go forward and what helps me Mm-hmm. is I just have to do today. Mm-hmm. God only requires me to do today, and mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about tomorrow. And so that always overwhelms me when I think about, oh, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. What about mm-hmm. next week? Or right. and, and, and especially right after the accident, yeah. I couldn't fathom thinking about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I couldn't even think about dinner tonight yeah. or mm-hmm. putting on my clothes in a minute. Yeah. Um, so God just asked us to do today, and I would really encourage anybody who is going through loss during this season or has experienced loss in the last, gosh, it, ever, Yeah, ever. Uh, just that you need to just do today, and, if, and God will meet you here. He, he is faithful. If you call on his name, he is so faithful to meet you exactly where you are and he will supply every need that you have for that day. And I'm just so thankful for that because that is my testimony. I know that I would not be here today if it wasn't for that verse getting me through mm-hmm. and telling me, Jamie, mm-hmm. you're not required to do tomorrow. You're not required to mm-hmm. do anything but this moment, honey. You breathe in, Jesus, breathe out. Jamie and so for so long I would say Jesus in Jamie out and if you can just do that that's so good it's just it makes your day so good yeah I mean that's just such a practical help for people because I do feel like you know when especially we're right here in November and it's like you're looking forward to man, the next couple of weeks it's Thanksgiving and we're about to be with family Mm -hmm. and we're about to, you know, and you just, it feels like all those important moments are coming up and I could just imagine that, you know, as the tension of the season rises, so does like the sense of loss, Yeah, you know, and just that reminder that we just have to do today. Just Mm -hmm. do today. That's so good. Always remember that it's just not about us as the mom and that, Especially our husbands are experiencing yeah. that. Yeah. But also the grandparents and mm-hmm. the nieces and the nephews and everybody that loves you is so sad because they already had hopes and dreams for that child. Mm-hmm. So many hopes okay. and dreams. Okay, let me ask. I don't know who wants to answer this, but it's just a thought that I've had because you've each hit on it, not, you know, getting better but not getting better and thinking about other people besides yourself when when you're considering the loss but like when you go through something really hard the number one thing you do is think about what you're feeling and mm-hmm. what you're thinking and it's like so right. internal you're so in your head and right like how do you even break out of that how do you get to a point where you're able to not be consumed by your own emotions and your own thoughts and your you know what I mean right oh absolutely like, does anyone have any thoughts on that because I don't know you know I 
what my family has done uh, with Drake is we, and when I just, you know, I I wanted to do everyone would that I would talk to would say make new traditions and all that. Well, that just didn't seem right to me, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Everyone has their own way of grieving, so mm-hmm. not any one way is perfect in right. the yeah. right way or the wrong way. So, for us, I wanted to honor. Nick so bad like I just wanted him to feel important and to not feel like um, we had thought forgotten about him mm-hmm. or um, we had lost Drake so we lost everything you know mm-hmm. what I mean mm-hmm. so I wanted to honor him every holiday just to remember that he, and put him you know first obviously and and it just really make sure that he was okay with anything that we were doing and mm-hmm. just to take, you know, take note, what would you like for us to do? Is there anything in particular that you would like for us to do? And, you know, Nick's so selfless. He, he was like, mom, whatever you want to do, whatever, you know, and he would put it back on me. But I just wanted to make sure everyone in the household felt okay with mm-hmm. whatever it was that we were going to mm-hmm. do. But also along those lines, I, try to focus on other people. Mm-hmm. I, I felt, I feel like, and that's just, that's one of my spiritual gifts is servancy. So I love to serve other people. So we had started a, a coat drive with Drake he, while he was still alive, just as for, as a family collecting coats for kids. And so I did continue that tradition mm-hmm. and in, that year that we lost him, that we did it in Drake's memory. So we start, we continued the coat mm-hmm. drive, but we continued to do it in in honor and in memory of Drake. Mm-hmm. And because Drake was so he he was always sitting with the only person, you know, the the yeah, person that was yes. sitting by himself at the lunch table, and yes. the principals would always go over to Drake and say, Drake, do you mind going to sit oh, with the Awesome. little new boy that's, that's so cool. you know and things like that so it's just like him and you know I could go on and on but our time is limited but I think just focusing on other people serving other people and you know just making sure you're sensitive not only to your own feelings I am so bad about like stopping and going okay what do what do I need today mm-hmm. or you know mm-hmm. and I'm worried about okay Nick, are you taking care of? You know, that's just a mom's right. instinct. Yeah. Like, yeah. Nick, Rodney, are you? You got yeah. everything you need. Everyone else first, exactly. <laughs> but I think I think that it's. I mean, you hit it on the head, where Ellen, when you said like, be okay with your whatever you're feeling that day, and take take inventory. Like, what do I need today? Mm-hmm. And and then telling the Lord, God, mm-hmm. you you already know, but this is this is what I need, mm-hmm. and I. I just encourage you to try whatever your spiritual gift is, whatever it is that you and your family may have done before. Yes, carry on those traditions, but also don't feel like you mm-hmm. really have to start new traditions because mm-hmm. it can be hurtful to try and, I mean, for yeah. me, I can't imagine like going and doing something brand new right. without Drake there. Right. I felt kind of guilty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's a, weird type of grief that I felt guilty yeah, for starting yeah. something new that Drake wasn't a part of. I don't know. Right. But I can see where other people that might would help other people. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So whatever's good for your family, but that's just an idea that we did. I think what you said is really powerful about the Lord is giving you the strength you need for today. We put pressure on ourselves, even others unintentionally a lot, put pressure on you to grieve a certain way or to put a timeline on things. And just to know that the Lord is not putting that pressure on you. I feel like it allows you the space to feel it. And if we don't allow ourselves, how could we ever get out of that state of mind? If you don't allow yourself to be healed in his presence, to be healed in the presence of your community. Mm. I mean, you can't break away from something that you're not ever going to deal with. And so just allowing yourself to feel that, whatever it may look like is what helps Mm -hmm. to kind of break the cycle of that because we can get ourselves in really unhealthy thinking cycles that was something Absolutely. I really had to look at um, so I think that that's a really kind of releasing thought yeah. the Lord mm-hmm. is not putting that pressure mm-hmm. on Amen. me that I'm putting on me 
That's right. That's right. That's so good. You know, I had a friend who came up to me after a couple of weeks, and Rodney and I were talking and visiting afterwards, and um, I we were talking, and anyway, this the situation came up where we didn't know really how to help each other because your friend, uh, me and Rodney, you and Rodney, Mm -hmm. okay. So we really didn't know how to help each other. I've, I'm very emotional, and men just aren't that. I mean, not that he was not grieving in his own right, way. Right, right. It looked different. It just looks completely different. Yeah. And mm-hmm. men just kind of start internalizing and looking to their family. I mean, Rodney's very much a protector, and he wants to make sure I'm doing okay. And I go to my closet, my my prayer stool is in my closet. I turn the lights out. I get on my knees and I cry for, there were days that I've cried all day and I was on my knees. I had bruises on my knees for weeks because I had been Mm -hmm. just on my knees in quietly Mm -hmm. sobbing prayer. And he rightly so was worried about me. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, he and I kind of got heated mm-hmm. and I said Rodney two crippled people cannot help each other up mm-hmm. a set of stairs you're crippled and I'm crippled I can't help you and you can't help me only the Lord can get us up this set of stairs on top of this mountain mm-hmm. we're in the valley and not that I don't need you but I need God worse I need him to take my hand, put my feet under me, and pull me up Mm -hmm. this set of stairs. Mm -hmm. And I know that he definitely confirmed. He was like, that is a great analogy. Mm -hmm. It's so good, and I, I really appreciate you saying that. But it's true that when you're going through grief, you try to look to your spouse, and you try to look at each other going, I need you to do this and you need me, you know, Mm -hmm. I know you need me to do this and you really can't. I mean, you, yes, you need each other, but if you're not solely dependent on the Lord to totally Mm -hmm. do for you what you need him to do for that day, your spouse is going to let you down. He's not God. He is not your, he's not your Holy Spirit. He is your spouse. He's not Mm -hmm. supposed to act as the Holy Spirit. He's not supposed to act as God. You don't need to have your expectations of your husband too high. Mm -hmm. And then when he lets you down, you be mad at him or whoever that person is, whether it's your significant other, if it's your parents, if you're single or whatever your situation is, whatever you're grieving over right now, it could be the loss of a job. If you're dependent on someone else Mm -hmm. to meet your spiritual needs, you're going to be let down every time and you gonna have to get in the word and you're gonna have to get mm-hmm. on your knees and you're gonna have to cry out to God. You're gonna have to be raw. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to be real. Yeah. And you're gonna have to tell your spouse or your significant other, your parent, whoever it is, and say, I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for what you're trying to do. But I just need Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just need him. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's okay. Jamie, thank you so much. I feel like what you just painted is like such the picture of what we need to hear because I don't know. It's like sometimes we we look all the other directions first. Mm-hmm. And obviously we know that God's the right answer, but it's like, no, you on your knees in your closet, sobbing it out with the Lord, yeah. like he alone can you can sustain us. And just that picture of desperation is so so powerful and so you know you didn't have to share that and I'm really thankful that you did because Mm -hmm. I do think it's important for the women to hear that it's not always pretty it's not pretty and it doesn't look like here's the blah 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 number of steps of grief and I hope you walk through them in a really cut and dried way are you on to the next one you You know yeah it's bad Mm. and it it is it it looks really bad behind closed doors it it really can and but that's okay too because we're not in heaven this is earth and it's not supposed to be pretty it's not supposed to be perfect Uh, because if it was 
this would be called heaven. Right. <laughs> this would not be called earth. Right. And I love that too, just like for the reminder to go to the secret place, not out of duty, not because, mm-hmm. oh, well, I have to do that or God's going to mm-hmm. be mad at me or he's not going to give me peace today if I don't do that. You go to the secret place because he is calling you there. He is oh. saying, come, you're on your knees. I am too. I'm right here with you. Mm-hmm. You can cry. Jesus wept. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. he he will grieve with you. And that's oh, just man. like, I remember just clinging to the scripture about the Holy Spirit interceding for me in groans like that go beyond words. Yeah. Oh, man. And I was just clinging to that saying, Lord, intercede for me. Like mm-hmm. today, I need that strength from you today. Mm-hmm. And like, how powerful is that to know that you can go to a place and be fully known. You don't have to say a word. That's right. And so it's like, go to the secret place because the Lord is longing for you to yeah. do that. He wants to support you. He wants to, to sit with you in those times. Don't feel like you have to do it out of duty. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Okay, so one of the things we wanted to do before we wrap it up is um, just talk about I know we've we've talked about what the Lord has taught us individually through what we've gone through, but then just practically, like, was there something that you really clung to during um, the heart of that season, like yeah. a verse or a song or something that you could offer for somebody that might be looking for something tangible right now, like a verse? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had two things. One um, was the verse Psalm 91 4. Um, like they were saying, just being raw and mm-hmm. in emotions with mm-hmm. the Lord. Um, I feel like in those times, that's when I felt his presence the most. Like there was times where I would sit in her room and just cry. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like he was sitting there with me. Like, and it was, mm-hmm. it was the wildest feeling, but during that time I was searching for a verse and I honestly, I didn't, I didn't find it. And I just was praying. I'm like, what are you trying to teach me? And our friend Cecilia Creesman, who's incredible. She's amazing. Had been praying for us. And she actually reached out to me and painted a picture of Psalm 91, four. And it just says, he will cover you, cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's just, it was everything that I would feel when I would sit there. It's just, yes, I was mad and angry Mm -hmm. and upset and I was questioning him at times, but it was almost like he still had his arms around me and he, his promises were going to be fulfilled. Um, so with that verse, I just felt like it just brings still to this day, just so much peace, just knowing Mm -hmm. he, he will fulfill those promises. It just may not look like what we thought it was going to look yeah. like. Amen. That's yeah, so good. Yeah. That. That's good. Ellen? Yeah, I read a book um, by C.S. Lewis called A Grief Observed. Mm-hmm. It's very short. And I loved it because he was just brutally honest. He had lost his wife. They had, were only married for like four years, I think. She passed away. and um, He was just really honest. It was his journal, basically. Oh, and wow. I thought, if C.S. Lewis can ask these tough questions and come to the result of God is good and he is sovereign and I don't have all the answers, but I will, mm-hmm. I will trust him. Mm-hmm. It just helped me. It kind of gave me permission to be angry, mm-hmm. for sure. but to be able to come back to that place. And then, um, there was another book, um, just about heaven. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the author now, Randy something. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. You can send it to me later and we'll just... And it's kind of almost like a textbook, but I just, I think as a believer, sometimes we have to remember that heaven is the goal and heaven is eternity and our life really is just a whisper, you know, it's gone. And so it helped me to just look beyond and it really sets God back on his throne Mm. in your life when you remember that there's a lot more going on than the grief that I feel in this moment. Yeah. Wow. That's really yeah, good. That's I can't wait else. for you to text me. Yeah, I will. I promise. Yeah. Cause that sounds good. Okay. Jamie, look at your oh. Bible. I wish y'all could see Jamie's Bible right now <laughs> because it is evidence of the bruises uh. on her knees <laughs> yeah. in the closet. Maybe thrown around a couple I mean, of times. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, I have several. I have so many scriptures that mm-hmm. I could share with y'all that 
it's that strength, whatever strength yeah. I needed that day, God would give me that yeah. particular verse. And he's so faithful. I mean, we, ha- we serve a faithful God, even through grief, even through loss. Um, but this one remains my favorite. Um, and, and I think anyone who's lost any significant person in their life could probably pull from this and uh, find some strength from it. And God gave me this scripture. It was so strange. I was in Nick's room and just watching him sleep. And it was like we hadn't even had the funeral yet. And I just wanted to be with Nick. And so he was sleeping and I was just in his room and just praying and just watching him sleep and just thanking God for Nick, you know. Mm. But... He gave me this verse, and I had heard it before, but Philippians 1, 12 through 14. Lord, after this suffering, let it be said that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. Mm-hmm. As a result, make my Savior clear to those around me. Because of my suffering and willing perseverance, cause others to be encouraged to speak the word of God more courageously and fearlessly. And, man, that, that really does kind of apply to me because... I'm that way, but I really want others to be that way. I just, mm-hmm. I want people to realize who we serve, y'all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they could just grasp it, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and just be so encouraged and just to see us women and so many others who oh, have yeah. so, I mean, there are countless women who have lost their children mm-hmm. and men and yeah and and grandparents who have lost their grandchildren and and I just want to I just want that verse to be lived out in me that people would see me walking through this and and them just see God not yeah. me yeah but see God in me mm-hmm. and for them to go you know I want to be more courageous mm-hmm. about speaking about my savior i will never forget that was it the mother's day after drake passed away yeah the mother's day after drake passed away um pastor rick and michelle asked jamie to speak that mother's day weekend wow Wow. and oh my gosh i mean number one just the fact that you agreed to that and just watching Mm -hmm. you walk in the room and the courage on you and the Holy Spirit. Yeah, (laughs) I know. But just when you talk about wanting to be courageous, it's like you have walked that out. I mean, I appreciate that. You really have. And so God's grace for sure. I know it's not easy to share the story of losing Drake, but I just want you to know that, I mean, for the three others of us sitting in this room, like I'm so thankful that you shared and I know that it's going to be something huge. Well, I'm thankful for y'all too. It's hard to share. It It really is. is. It's hard to share. That's, it's really Mm -hmm. personal. Yeah, it is. But it's like those raw moments where you do take your heart out and share. I think that's where people really are able to go. Yeah, I needed to hear how you really, really, really walk this out. Mm -hmm. Like not just the good answer, like the dirty answer. Uh Yeah. Yeah. And the Lord brings healing in that. You know, that's part of our job as a believer is to say, Lord, I will lay my life down for your cause. And if that means to go through pain and share it for your glory, then I will do that. It's our sacrifices, moms, to say, okay, you've you've got my child. Mm -hmm. For me, it's my offering back Mm -hmm. to him and saying, thank you for taking care of my son. I know Mm -hmm. he is with you, and my offering to you today is to do whatever I need to to further your kingdom. And so I offer myself to you. Mm. My offering for today is to share with others how your how your grace is sufficient for mm-hmm. today again. That's so good. Ladies, thank you so much for being here today. I know it wasn't easy thank you, to Katie, share for us. your story yeah, and your experience you. and what God's taught you, but really I'm very, very thankful for just the rawness and the conversation. And I know it's going to start a lot of conversations beyond this. And Absolutely. so get ready. I'm sure people are going to approach you now and ask more, which, you know, we all yeah. have known each other's story to a degree, but it's like... Now it's out there. So um, as we close today, um, Ellen, would you pray for us? Yeah. Okay. Father, we just thank you for who you are. Yes, Jesus. You meet our every need. Lord, help us to see that today, that there's not one need that you can't meet. That's right. Lord, we thank you for salvation. 
We thank you for the hope of heaven. Yes, God. That we can look far beyond our circumstances to remember that you are on the throne. You were, you are, and you always will be. And we just remember that. And Lord, we just thank you that you are our comforter, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus, that you left that we might have him in our lives every second of every day, closer than our very breath. God, we honor you with our lives, even in tragedy, even in grief, even in confusion, Mm -hmm. Lord. We say you are good, Mm -hmm. and your ways are higher than our ways, and your thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And so for the things we don't understand, we just lay them before you and say we trust you. Yes, Lord. Lord, for the women or men who are listening right now, and they're in a season of grief, I just thank you for your comfort. That you truly are the Prince of Peace. And Lord, I just pray that um, they would just abide in you. Yes, God. We're just the branch, Lord. But that if we would just abide in you, we would bear fruit in all seasons. Lord, I just pray that somehow we would have said something that you can use to encourage these women. Mm-hmm. I know I feel encouraged, and I thank you for these stories. And I just pray that you would bless those that would use their story to bring you glory and healing for other people. So everything we've said, Lord, I pray that it would bring you glory, not ourselves. We're humbled in your presence, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Ladies, thank you for listening to another episode of The Woman Podcast. As always, if this was helpful to you, would love it if you would share it just so we can share the truth and the encouragement that comes from knowing Mm -hmm. Jesus and following him. And yeah, so we'll see you back next week.